Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, this episode 285, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived, the king of games. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm here, and I'm pumped for the show because we got fun stuff to talk about, but the first fun stuff we're going to talk about is what happened in the life, in the week of my buddy, Eric, because he's here with me. He's the light bearer, light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster of Third Shift. See you And he's going to tell us what he did this week. Did he do anything my money is on no and if it is yes i'm gonna i'm gonna if, if you were a shifter monthly topic listener you already know what i'm talking about i'm gonna he's drop it in the try. bucket he's still gonna, I'm he's gonna still throw gonna him try. right in the bucket so throw eric, it in the bucket eric tell us count. eric tell us what you did this week such bs such bs okay well i'm glad to say i played a video game again probably doesn't count it. probably doesn't count all right doesn't count but first you know i watched anime everybody Oh boy, I was watching some more of this, some more of that. You don't even remember. <laughs> you know, there's so many of them. I mean, how am I supposed to tell you? Uh, Love of Kill, got a couple more episodes of that in. Uh, I finished up the Quintensial Quintuplet uh, series up to this point. Uh, got another Demon Slayer episode in. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the lands of Liddell or whatever. I watched like a few episodes of that. Uh, my darling something or rather watched some episodes of that. It was pretty good, man. Just, you know, I don't even care what it is at this point, man. I just consume it. You know what I mean? Just put it in my brain. <laughs> You know, if I had a knock-overable if I didn't have this nice big standalone <laughs> thing, if my mic was just on the table, like like your kind of mic, and I would, I would just mm-hmm. I would hit it, and I would knock it over, and then I'd have to pick it up, and it would be fine. But I could actually do the thing that I want to do. I don't have anything yeah. here I can hit But you or would throw. ruin the whole thing if you did that. I, I can't do it. Don't judge me. There's a lot of folks out there listening right now. They're like, oh, hell yeah. Eric's in it. Eric's in it to win it. He's got the anime vibe going. He's listening and hearing it and watching it all. Wow. Next time we go to a con, I'm not only going to know like 35, 40% of what the hell's going on. I'm going to know all of it, Matt. All the anime. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I've watched that. I've seen that. Yeah, I know what that is. Okay, I'm familiar with this. I'm familiar with that. Oh, that's Ramakan. Oh, that's Jubilee. Oh, that's up in the blah, blah, blah. On and on it goes. I'm going to be such a dweeb. It's going to be great. Okay, two things. One, I was going to say, yeah, that's fair, but we don't talk to anybody at cons anyway. You're just going to look and go, oh, I know who that is. But two, we've already established, you don't remember any of these damn things. So you're going to look and you're going to go, have I seen, have I seen that character before? I, I remember that. I remember a girl with a <laughs> pink skirt. She's got a pink skirt on. Was that from, uh, and the only way to find out would be to go and be that guy like, who, who are you dressed up as? I think I watched you once. Oh, I think I've I, seen your I think, I think that sounds familiar. Oh, no. He, he, he. Now you're putting me in the Howard. You're putting me in the Howard bucket. All right, I am not that bad. You're already going in another bucket. You might as well go in the Howard bucket too. Don't throw me in all the buckets. You can't throw me in every bucket. Okay, it's not fair. It's not fair. So beyond being stuck still watching tons of anime, like I told you, I've been struggling to even care about video games lately. And I went, nope. Lost Ark came out. In the West, finally, is something I've been kind of loosely paying attention to for years, ever since it was said that Korea and then Russia and everything was like super high on it. Best MMO ever. Finally came, free to play. I got in there. Dang. 
it is so easy and fun and just like addictive to play. It's got that Diablo. It's got the whole Diablo thing. If you like Diablo, you'll like Lost Ark. But then it, on top of it, it has like the MMO tropes. You know, here quest after quest after quest, move to the next zone, quest after quest. Here's dungeon. Here's a dungeon. Here's a dungeon. Oh, here's a raid. Here's a dungeon. Here's a dungeon. Go to the next quest. But what's really cool is outside of like the Diablo factor, the bosses in these dungeons, and it hasn't been super complicated yet, but there's puzzles first off, you know, little light puzzles getting to the actual bosses of the dungeons. And then when you get to the bosses, they have that typical MMO thing where they have the tells. Like they're they're about to do a slam up over here, then they're about to do a, a, a whirlwind attack and do this. So in Diablo, that's not the way it usually works. There's bosses with mechanics, but it's mostly just they just do it and you just got to kind of learn what they are. This one has your MMO tells. So it's going to highlight the area where they're about to slam. It's going to kind of showcase where the rocks are going to crumble on the thing. I absolutely love it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. It's got matchmaking for you at every single uh, dungeon. So you just click on the button, matchmake. Two seconds later, you're in there, man. Just with randos, doesn't matter. You can have your mic up. You can have your mic off. Obviously, I have my mic off. And I'll be in, like, a Discord with uh, Jason, a buddy that I play with. And then we and him are just, co- you know, playing, having a good time, chit-chatting while we're doing this dungeon. You get loot, level up, keep trucking. I love it. Easy peasy. It's uh, it's kind of like that perfect game to get back into. I don't really have to pay attention. I've played these type, you know, you, as you're going to say and throw me in the bucket that this one doesn't count. I've played these games for 100 years before, so I don't even have to think about it. I'm just playing. Da, 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 da. Okay, yep, this is typical. This, well, sell this trash. Go on to the next thing. I could be completely zoned out. In fact, Matt, it's so good. I could just be watching anime on the side while I play while I play the Disgusting. game. Disgusting. So it's two wins. It's two wins. It's two fails. That's what I've done. It's two fails. You're in the Diablo <laughs> bucket. You're in the MMO bucket. You're in the, in the, the Howard bucket. bucket. Now you're in an anime oh. bucket. What were the only things Eric cares about? MMOs, Diablo, anime. The only other bucket that's left is Destiny 2, which is going to have a thing coming out. You're going to be talking about that stupid oh, thing Oh, the Witch Queen. I can't wait to start <laughs> talking about Destiny 2's Witch Queen. And then after that, WoW's going to have uh, an expansion that you're going to be, whoa, I just told myself I'd never play that again, but here I go again. You know it's not true, Matt, because we're hiding, you know, well, one thing, Horizon. Forbidden West. Uh, I treasure that game. Obviously, it's already paid for. It's already ready. The second this weekend hits, I'll be playing some Horizon. It's going to happen. So it'll finally be over, Matt. The real video game in your terms will be happening. But that's another bucket. That's a smaller bucket. That's a little like... It's like a child's sand bucket because that comes around every four years and then you talk about it and then you don't talk about it anymore. So that's another bucket. Just go in the horizon bucket. Just be a bucket boy. You're just, you're turning everything I do, my whole life into buckets that you don't like. What is, what is going on here? Then what do you do? You're going to be a dad? Go in the dad bucket. You're going to be a dad bucket. You're going to go to work? Go in the work bucket. Buckets for everybody. I gotta work all the time. I don't get a chance to do nothing. Oh, oh, you're in the work bucket. Wah, wah, wah. Jeez, oh, Pete's, man. Exactly. And then beyond that, Elden Ring's the week after. All right? You know, gotta slip the beans on that. We're gonna be playing some Elden Ring. Isn't that crazy? And if you want to know more about that, go check out the Shifter Monthly Topic, because we had a very astute and expert discussion on it. You should, you should, you should be baffled by all the amazing things we know about that game. It's great. It is. It is great. And you should go throw a few bucks in and take a peek at that episode. It was some fun. I had a good time. Matt had a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think you will, too. 
So, of course, with that being said, that episode is something I did over this week. Lost Ark, something I did. Hanging out, doing a bunch of nothing and working, etc. That's what I did. And uh, watching anime. What about you, Matt? How was your week? Oh, it was a great week because I did all kinds of things. And you're going to say, oh, Matt, he's just going in the movie bucket. Matt's just doing the Broadway yeah, bucket. Yeah, going to Broadway he's bucket. playing oh, all his video games. Uh, Put him in the video game bucket. Play. Wee. But I did go and see Moonfall over the weekend, something that I had been itching for. Like, anytime I saw the trailer, I went, yeah, I want big and I want loud and I want dumb and I want just to have a great time. And I got to say, for the first, like, third of the movie, I did not have the great time because I was like, okay, but it felt it felt wrong. It felt off somehow. Scenes were happening too close together. Like, they knew what was going on too fast or it was revealed too fast. I went, what's happening here? What's going on? And I found out later in the movie why, because it goes, I'm not going to say off the rails because I really liked the places that it went, but it went so much crazier than I thought it was in this movie about a weird hollow moon falling to earth and there being aliens. There's so much more. And I went, you did it. It took a while to get here. And you, you fooled me because I thought it was just going to be a disaster movie, a big dumb disaster movie, like all Roland Emmerich movies usually are. Mm -hmm. And then it went elsewhere and i went okay there's there's the the i don't want to say zaniness but there's the off the wall type of thing that i wanted i wanted that from just the everyday stuff but the everyday stuff wasn't the point the point was this and it made me so happy i i think when the big thing was revealed i went i pumped my fists in the air because i sat in the back row of the theater and i went yes there it is awesome and it just and it went and it did all the things it made my day watching Moonfall. It was funny, too, because, you know, you watch those movies, you don't expect good acting. Halle Berry had a couple good scenes in there. I went, wow, she's still a good actor. Patrick Wilson is always good. Samuel Tarley, whatever his real name is, he was good. Mm -hmm. And then the very next day, I went out to the Lansing Symphony Orchestra. They had their, they usually have like once a year, they do a Broadway-themed concert. They had that again with Broadway Rocks this year, had three Broadway stars up there singing. It was kind of, they would occasionally do a medley of songs from a certain musical and then just selections of whatever they really were passionate about, whatever song they really liked. Man, those three, I don't remember their names. I have the programs and everything still saved. They were phenomenal. Like when you see someone with, I mean, we've gone to concerts and stuff, but when you see someone with like super real deal talent and they're like, two rows away, and you can see him doing the thing. You get chills. You get goosebumps. That's what almost every single song they did was. I went, God. After the first one, I went, wow. And then after the second one, I went, damn. And after the third one, I went, oh, this is just going to be the night. It's just chills and excitement the whole time. And that's what it was. Phenomenal. It was amazing. Great. Then on the video game front, I streamed... Final Fantasy 1, the Pixel Remaster, one time this week. I wanted to get in another one, but I had to edit the shift to multi-topic, which took a little longer than I thought it would be. That game's fun, but it is so weird how it's just... And I mean, I knew this was the case because it's an old-school game, one of the first RPGs, you know, out there, blah, blah, blah. But man, that game does not tell you anything. You finish that dungeon... And you go back to town, and I'm used to, hey, mm -hmm. you did that. <laughs> I heard all across the sea to the east, there's that other place over there. They're having troubles like we are. Okay, you go back to town, they go, thanks for saving the town. And then the next guy goes, 
hey, are you the warriors of light? Which is the same thing he said before you saved the town. They go, okay, well, I'm just going to wander. Wander over here. Hey, there's another town. <laughs> town I got to. That lady's like, huh, well, my husband's not off wandering. He's just asleep. And you go talk to him, and he's asleep. And that's it. It doesn't say after I looked it up. I'm just going to play it with a guide sitting up here in case I get lost. Uh-huh. She doesn't say, hey, you might want to check out this corner of the town where there's something that'll help you progress. No, it's just, you found this town. Is this place right place to be? I don't know. But like I said before, the game is gorgeous. The game sounds gorgeous, and it's fun to play. So I like it. I can't wait for my next stream of it. Another game that's a lot of fun, Deep Rock Galactic. I'm on the promotion assignments for my engineer. Man, that game is so much fun. I should play it more. It's one of those games that I don't think about, except for like Fridays when you're not around, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play something. It's Deep Rock Galactic Day. But I'll be sitting here on a Tuesday and going, man, I'm bored. What do I play? I never think of it. I got to start thinking of it more because that game is a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. Another game that's a ton of fun. I started over the past week, Skull the Hero Slayer on Xbox. I got it on Game Pass. I went, what is this game? Watch the trailer. You're a skeleton dude fighting against these, you know, like human heroes that kind of overthrew your whole nation. And you swap out your skull for skulls of different ones. And then now you have this ability. Like one is like a water wizard or something. So you put it on and now your attacks do water damage. And when you charge up this bar beneath your thing, it shoots out a little wave that bounces around from wall to wall. Or, you know, you put on a a werewolf head and now you can dash and claw. You put on a clown head and now you got these throwing knives and stuff. And it's a roguelite. So you go through and you get different heads each turn. You visit the shops and you get different power-ups and you go and go and go. And man, that run, I didn't get very good heads. So I died. But this run, I got my favorite heads and my favorite artifacts and my favorite quintessence and all this. And I got so far and then I died, and I got to start all over again. Oh, I wish I could just remake that run. It has those Hades feelings for me. Not quite to that degree, because there's not, so far, not like a big engaging story or engaging side characters, but it's, it's a little bit there. I'm having fun with it. And then the last thing that I'm having fun with, I don't know why I did it, but one day I was standing here ready to go to work, and I went, doggone it, I'm taking my Vita to work with me. And I grabbed it up, and I put it in my lunch bag, and I took it out at lunch, and I went, what am I playing? And I looked at all the Vita games. I looked at all the PlayStation 1 games that I have on it. I looked at all the PSP games I have on it. And I went, man, I don't know. But something about a tactical RPG sounds good. So I started up Jean d'Arc, the Joan of Arc tactical RPG game for PSP, and I'm having a ton of fun with that. It's scratching all the tactical RPG itches. One quick thing about it. You can transform. Like you get a holy armlet that's kind of, you think is directing you. is like the voice of God that she heard. Mm -hmm. And you can use it to transform into like a magical knight. Once per stage, you can do this. But the thing that's so cool about it is when you're in that form, if you kill an enemy, you get an ability called Godspeed that lets you move and act again. So it's so fun to line up the enemies. And I mean, you you can do this to certain degrees like you can't do it through the whole stage but like four enemies come jumping in at me well i'm casting fire on that dude i'm attacking him in the back with the with my guy with the lance the axe dude is getting him and they're all down to half health and then jean transforms and she goes around back whap godspeed go around to the next dude whap godspeed go to the next dude whap 
Godspeed. Go to the next dude. It feels so gosh darn good when you can pull it off. And I mean, you kind of got to set it up a little bit, but it's so much fun. That game, it's ticking the boxes. It's tickling my fancy. The only bad thing is I just want to keep playing it. So when lunch is done and I hit suspend, mm-hmm. my brain keeps going. It's like, hey, man, you could just go in the corner, like pretend like you're doing something in the supply closet and pull it out and go, <laughs> it's time for more battles. That game's a ton of fun. I always heard good stuff about it back in the days, but never owned a PSP. That's fun. I'm loving it. And that's my week. What a fun, fun-loving week. What a great week for me. <laughs> so speaking of having fun at work, speaking of bringing your PS Vita to work, you know, I was for a while there bringing my Vita to work and playing Persona 3 Portable. Yep. Then I didn't do that. Then I brought my Switch to work. I was playing some uh, Fire Emblem and a little bit of Metroid Dread, and then I stopped doing that. And then today, Matt, uh, Nintendo made an announcement. And they went, hey, well, Crunchyroll did too, but it kind of No, gets, no, okay, you spoil it. Yep, it's over. I have it. I don't care. I spoil it. I don't want to know <laughs> about it. Get out of here. Crunchyroll is now on the Nintendo Switch, folks. So I can bring my Switch to work and just watch more anime. Just watch all the anime. Just throw it in the just garbage. Keep watching just it. give me, you nope. know what? Hey, any bonus controllers? Just give them to me. Here, we're, we are pulling Howard. You are in the Howard bucket. Just give me that console. You're not even going to use it for what it's for. Just give I it to am me. Using, I'm using it for Crunchyroll. That's not what it's for. That's not what it's for. <laughs> what a great purpose. <laughs> Terrible. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go without mentioning that, but. It did make me super happy. It made me smile. I went, God bless. Now I can just watch Crunchyroll all the time. Never never ending. Just lunch breaks while I'm working. Just have Crunchyroll going, pushing the buttons while I'm staring at whatever next show I'm watching. And then when my boss comes through and say, why are we watching TV? I say, well, is the job getting done? The boss says, well, but we're not supposed to watch TV. And I say, where is it in the policy that says I can't watch TV while the job's getting done? Is there a policy that says no TV? And then you point at the other guy across the room who's got his phone in front of Who's on his phone, just screwing around constantly. Yeah. So, and then I go, okay, thanks, walk away. I appreciate it. And I keep watching Crunchyroll. It's a win-win. It's going to be so great. But I, I say, yeah, I'm just kind of kidding, but not really, but sort of, you know, I need to be playing video games. But it's like you said, for work with the games, man, I always go, yeah, this is what I'm starting to do. And then I do it, but then I get so angry because I feel like I got nowhere. And then lunch is over and I go, but, but I need to, I want to see what the story is doing or do this next battle that was literally right about to happen. Uh, okay, well, I guess not going to happen. And that's what I'm loving about Jean d'Arc so far is that, I mean, I'm still in the intro levels and intro things, but the battles are pretty quick. It's like 10, 15 minutes so far. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be giant, massive fields of stuff going forward, but, you know, there'll be like 10 enemies, but you hit for half health, especially when you transform. So it's been super nice. And that's kind of the reason why I didn't start playing Persona 3 Portable is because, hey, look, it's a day when you're just hanging out with your friends, but I only have five minutes and I saved 45 minutes ago. I can't do this. So far, those battles are, are bite-sized. They're doable. You're able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the ticket. I don't know. We'll get there someday. But I did want to mention that just for funsies. And for those who maybe don't know and do have a Switch and do love anime, Crunchyroll, or whatever, Switch has it now. So get out there. Download the app. Get playing. Get watching. Having a good time. Switch just has even more things that you can do on it. And that's awesome to me, and it should be awesome to anybody, period. And of course, I already I already kind of told you what was happening. 
I just said a little bit ago that Horizon Forbidden West is coming out tomorrow, which is today probably for most of you listening, unless you're weirdos that are listening in the middle of the night or whatever, or if you're across the world. Horizon Forbidden West, everybody. That's my game of the week. Gorilla Games has done it again. They've come out with a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful game. I'm so happy. I loved Frozen Wilds, the DLC, and then, of course, the original OG, you know, Horizon. And this one is even better. I mean, well, I don't know personally because I haven't played it. But from what I hear, visually, it's way better. Story-wise, way better. I hear that this time around, instead of it being like that weird, just kind of clunky storytelling, just going back and forth, way more intricate. You learn a lot more about what Aloy is up to, what the characters around Aloy are doing. Aloy is way more secure in the position she's in. She understands now like what the hell's going on and you know she's no longer just that you know country bumpkin thinking that everything is a god this and that and all the other stuff she knows what's up all right so if you played the original and you're you know you had some misgivings about story had some misgivings about this or that they've all been fixed and then on top of it along with the traps along with the uh the, you know the, the the bow weapons along with the melee all the skill sets are all there. You can go into any route you want to go, multiple routes, and by the end of it, if you're like me, you'll probably have just maxed out stats and everything. But regardless, they put an emphasis on how you want to play. So if you like want to be a trapster with a little bit of bow or a little bit of melee, you can do that. And then you can boost your stats into all those particular areas and become very efficient at the style and way you want to do things, which I found really really cool because in the first one it was it was still a lot of fun but it was just mostly just put your stuff in here you know shoot your bow and trap 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 this time they've limited a lot of different things and set some some areas up to be more powerful with some things than others so you have to kind of think about what you're doing and on top of all that the environments are huge wonderful crazy areas and every time you get to a brand new area and like if you don't know in the original to unlock an area you'd go find the tall neck you'd climb the tall neck and then you'd be able to kind of get a map boom zoned out of all the surrounding area it's the same in this but the tall necks have like their own apparently gimmicks things you've got to do to get to them and then of course get up them there's different ways to do all of it. So they're basically like sub-stories in and of themselves, just getting to the tall necks and uncovering the map for every particular zone you're about to go in. Not to mention monsters, all brand new machines, a bunch of returning ones too, but you're going to be surprised. The ways to fight them have been you know, dynamically uh, changed up, so you'll have to think on your feet, use the skill sets you have to beat them. I'm just, I can't even tell you how excited I am to play this. You know, and maybe this is what it was, Matt. Maybe, maybe this whole time I'm just like, ah, none, none of the games are going to compare to what this is what I want, and this is the game I want to play. So no matter how good a game is, I keep just going, man, it's not that good. I don't want to play this. I ran. I'm gonna put this aside. Or maybe it's because I had a really terrible month that I want to delete from my memory. I don't know. You know, one of those things. I don't. <laughs> it, it's definitely one of those things. I'm gonna, not going to say which one in case you want to delete it from your memory. I'm not going to remind uh-huh. you of the, of the bad times. But yes. <laughs> so I've told you, combat-wise, you're out there with your bow. You're out there with all sorts of your slingshots, melee, your spear. You can go trapping bad guys. You're out there exploring the world. You're meeting a whole bunch of characters from 
Horizon, the original. You're meeting brand new characters. You're finding out what the hell's going on. You're progressing the story into the Forbidden West, as it's called, as you're chasing this plague that's like ruining the world, turning everything all red and decaying and going bad. You can't let that happen. So you got to find out what the hell's causing it. And then, of course, get the deeper meaning of who's behind it, which if you've played the original, you should already kind of know who's behind what's going on. But I won't spoil it. And I was surprised. I'll say this. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's nice to see things getting deeper and to find out like there's a bigger baddie behind what was going on. And I'm like, well, if you read all the journals and you paid attention to all the story, it kind of gave you a big hey-o to who the hell was the bad guy and what's going on. So I'm kind of confused as to why people are surprised. But I don't have time for that. I just got to play True. a game. Just got to run through it. play, play game. Skip. Yeah. Don't, don't read the notebooks. Don't think about it. Just play the game. You know what? I won't judge it. There's a lot of people who just want to have fun. Whatever. But it's still strange to me that folks are just like, oh, man, it's crazy to find out there's this whole other bad guy. And like, they told you who the big bad guy was in part one. But all right, whatever. Anywho, there is a brand new bad guy, a bigger bad guy that was behind the scenes. And you could learn about him in part one. Or you could just come fresh into part two here and figure it all out for yourself. I don't care. It's not. It's not my time, not my game. But I'm going to play it. I'm going to have a great time with it. I recommend everyone go check out Horizon Forbidden West because this is a surefire game. It's out right now. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. And from what I hear, it plays really well still on PlayStation 4. So if you don't have the new one, you're still in for a treat. You're still in for a good time. And it's still a beautiful game to get out there and play and just explore the world and have a great time with. And speaking of games you can have a great time with that are beautiful, fun to play, What's better, if you're a fighting game fan, I'll, I'll say that, not for everybody, what's better than a new King of Fighters game? King of Fighters 15, it's here live either now or tomorrow. I didn't look up the exact release date. Google said it releases today. So hey, it's out when you're hearing this. And if you know King of Fighters, it's another new one. Go get it. There you go. That's it. If you don't know King of Fighters, this is the classic 3v3 fighting game, although in certain modes you can pare it down to one-on-one if you want to. And being King of Fighters 15 being that that's a sequel to 14. This is, it's still a 2D fighter, but it's the 3D models. If you remember playing 14, especially at launch, this is going to look way better to you. 14 did get a nice big visual upgrade, but this is even better. The characters, the stages, the special moves, they all look fantastic. And especially if you're playing it on next-gen systems, because this is out for PlayStation, PC, and Xbox, the whole family. If you're playing it on next-gen systems, it is, it's buttery smooth. Watching some of this in action, it looks so smooth and so beautiful. All the reviews have been saying this is the best playing King of Fighters game that there is because just everything just flows. It feels good. It feels right. It looks and sounds good. There's not much else for me to say. It's a game I'm super interested in. If you're interested in fighting games, you should definitely know King of Fighters and be interested in it. I've heard that the netcode here is fantastic, so if you're into the online play, you're going to love it. It's got rollback netcode, which I've heard a million times, had no idea what it was, looked into it, and I went, that's crazy. I could do, I if, the, if we were still doing IG2G, one of my topics would be what is rollback netcode and how does it work? Because I read up on it and I went, that's so cool. Like, essentially, the code predicts what the other player is going to do on the other side of the connection, And if it's right, it just plays through it. And if it's wrong, inside of those milliseconds, it kind of like backs the frames up. But since it's going so fast and buttery smooth, you don't know. So I'm just, 
it just baffles my mind to think this algorithm. I mean, obviously you see it in single player. It knows what you're doing, what you're going for. Mm-hmm. But to know that with between real human players, there's an algorithm going on in the background, analyzing what you're doing, predicting it, and predicting and displaying it in real time. Wow. Very cool. Very awesome. The only negative stuff I've heard about King of Fighters 15 is there's not like a big tutorial mode. Like Street Fighter has done really good tutorial modes lately. There's not that here. You got basic tutorial stuff. But if you are a beginner, there is a little auto combo system where if you're tapping the light punch buttons and you connect a bunch of times, it'll slowly string together the kind of attacks you can do. Like punch, 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 then a special move, then cancel that into an EX special move, then cancel that into a super if you have the meter for it. So if you are new to it and you're you're seeing like combos and all the cool stuff you can see in all the videos and you're going, I could never do that, you can do it. And it'll kind of ease you into it. And then you're going to know, oh, if I hit this and this, that can cancel into this, that can cancel into that. So as your skills grow, now you're doing what you just saw. Or, you know, maybe you're just happy going through the story mode doing that because there's a story mode. There's an arcade mode like there always is. There's the online mode and the game has tons of characters bunch of returning characters some characters i think elizabeth is coming back uh the orochi team is all back all three of them are back so 39 characters split obviously three players per into 13 teams there's dlc plans for 12 more characters so four new teams and then i think the bosses may be unlockable characters or dlc characters down the road so if you like fighting games if you love 2d fighting games you owe it to yourself to get king of fighters just because it's king of fighters but this one is awesome it's the newest the shiniest the smoothest the best version and if you're if you're not a king of fighters vet there are so many characters of so many types grapplers strikers characters who use a lot of super meter characters who build super meter really easy so you can pick and match your team from all these characters so if you love benny maru and terry bogard and goro daimon boom there's your lineup or if you like you know, the Southtown team or the Orochi team. Boom, there's your lineup. I love King Fighters. I love the system. I love everything about it. So I'm going to get this when my New Year's resolution comes due. And you should get it too. And play on that rollback netcode and kick the ever-loving crap out of me. Also on the online, there's ranked and unranked mode. So I'll be playing in unranked. I will never touch ranked. But if you're a badass, go play ranked. There you go. King of Fighters 15. Get it. It's for everything but the Switch. You just brought back terrible memories, man. You just brought back horrible memories. Rollback netcode, this magical AI machine predicting what you're going to do. All it does is bring me back to the apartment playing that f***ing Soul Calibur. Yeah, I swore, man, because you know what? You want to bring back mad memories. (laughs) And it just knowing every move I'm going to go to and countering it and slaughtering me. And it's not fair. You can't just magically be a genius, a little genie in the bottle, and go, oh, based off his 427 previous moves, he's probably going to push a lower kick here. No. No. Well, there's two things here, Eric. One, I agree with you, because playing Street Fighter Alpha 3 on the Dreamcast, M. Bison did exactly that. Mm -hmm. You could be blocking the whole match, and as soon as you took your thumb off, you're not pressing backwards anymore, Super Psycho Crusher, he killed you instantly. So I know, I know the pain, but B, this is for online play. It's not for playing against the computer. It's playing against another dude. I know. So you can't, you, it's not like it's going to force cool. you to do it. I know it. how it's like, yeah. 
I know how it's cool, and it's trying to make the game faster. It's going to make and it smoother for both more of you. Speedy and smoother because it sees you jumping in, just... and you jump in with a high kick every time. So if you do it, then it displays that. If you do something else, it goes like an, an imperceptible stutter, and now mm-hmm. you're doing the actual thing. But I'm, it just makes me realize that on the other end of that, they've got AI that already know what you're doing, and then it's just like, well, do we let them get away with this move, or do we actually hit them and counter this? Well, based off his mode, he's got it on normal, so I suppose every third and fifth time we should counter it and not let him get away with it. But we should let him get away with it one, two times. (laughs) Get out of here with that. Get out of here. Except you don't, because this is an SNK fighting game, and bosses are notoriously completely ruthless in SNK fighting games. I've heard that is the case here, too. But it wouldn't be King of Fighters without a super hard boss at the end. The one thing I will say, closing this out, last thing, I played a lot of King of Fighters 14 after the patch, you know, it was maybe a year ago. I got into it, just played it solo. The AI in that, you could cheese it by every time you knock somebody down, you would like take two hops back and then do like a running jump kick or jump punch into them. It worked every time. They never blocked it. And then you could sweep them. So I'm hoping when I eventually do get this, that the AI is a little smarter than that. And there's not such an obvious cheese. And, you know, sure, I didn't have to do that. But if you just want to play through and see the ending for a team and the end boss is ridiculous, why wouldn't you just do it? I did it. No shame. No shame in my game. No, there's no shame in that game. And I do and have done much similar uh, things in the previous fighting games back when I used to play them before I realized I was just raging out way too much and retired from the fighting game scene. Uh, But I didn't retire from all the things, man. I didn't retire from checking out IGN. I didn't retire from playing Borderlands and, and seeing what the hell's going on, okay? Now I was going to jump in and say, well, we can't tell if you've retired from playing Borderlands games because Wonderlands isn't out yet, but you haven't retired from checking out IGN because that's that's easy. You can do it on your phone like a, like a scrub-a-dub. Yep, you can just beep, boop, 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 boop. And if you didn't know, IGN has the IGN first. What? What do they have the IGN first of? We've already told you, everybody. They've had the IGN first of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which comes out March 25th, which is right around the dang corner. It's coming up. But their most relevant, newest one, was actually posted today, and it was about the gear. And I was really kind of hoping for a whole deep, deep dive. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So mildly sad on that one, Matt. But... They did go into some detail, and they were talking a lot about the melee uh, weapons. You know, the you get the dual-wielding swords, you get the single, you know, regular swords, you get the axes, and then you get your blunt weapons. And then they went into the different um, manufacturers for those weapons. I found it informative. It was really cool. A lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for just more and more. What do you think? I mean, overall impression. I'm going to start off by being excited because you starting off by going, oh, no, it's kind of sucked. I don't like that. I was excited for this. And the one thing that, okay, I'm halfsy-halfsy on, is I like that the weapons, the melee weapons also have manufacturers. But then they went in to say, this one does your your two-handed swords. This one does normals. That one does blunt weapons. And that one does axes. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping for all of them to do a little bit of all of them. And maybe that is the case. Maybe you can get a bonk specialized, like a like a dull greatsword or something. So they can, you, you can have a little bit of each weapon type sprinkled about. Because it got me thinking about the spells and how, you know, this type does this type of thing, which it sort of does. But hopefully 
inside of those weapon manufacturers, they each have their own certain types of things, like Bonk does the hammers and the flails, but maybe they also tend to go corrosive. Maybe this one tends to go fire. Maybe that one tends to go electricity. I'm hoping for something like that. And then on top of that, I was excited from the fact that it's not just, you have a sword, here's the stats on it. It's, you have a sword which is made up of this blade and this hilt or that hammerhead and this shaft or whatever, mm-hmm. and those two can roll different things. I like that. I like the idea that these are as variable as the guns are. Yep. I got another bonk hammer of smashing, but this one gives me 20% HP. This one does blah, 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 whatever. Extra crit chance, blah, blah, Yeah, I like the idea, especially of going after legendary ones of those and getting either the best rolls or my favorite rolls, because I do that with guns a lot. But then I felt like, here's where I'll be negative, Nancy. The second half of that article was a total cop-out. Hey, guns are made up of all these different parts, and it uses RNG. Have you heard of that? To roll your guns different. So look out for a good roll. That's what we've been doing forever. Forever. (laughs) But if you're a total newcomer, maybe you don't know. This is your first Borderlands-type game. Good info to have. So I'm I'm trying not to be too cynical. That info is not for me. It's for somebody who's new. There you go. Yeah, who's just coming into the game. But but it what is something for us who've been playing for a long time on the weapon side of it. They did say that the weapons are bonkers. The gun weapons in specific. Oh yeah. That yep. they've all been as I said Tinaized, I think it was or something like that. And that you're going to find all sorts of crazy things happening. Guns that shoot swords, which we've already seen, yep. uh crossbows that are shooting bolts but like bullets instead. Just weird, strange, out of the out of the game, weird stuff happening, which would be exactly what Tina would come up with, which would be fun, which would be different from your typical Borderlands. So that is exciting and fun. And it was definitely exciting because they mentioned the crossbows and I started glazing over like, yeah, I've seen it. I've heard about it. But then they specified the crossbow bolts stick into things. So you can get crossbows that when impaled does chip damage or whatever, or, mm-hmm. you know, links to another enemy. And so their health dwindles down at the same time or whatever. That got me excited. You talked about the gun that shoots swords. I think that was mostly from the dev diary where it's, if someone's impaled, then it's alternate fire is it shoots up a big sword from shoots the ground. Shoots up a big sword, yeah. So that that type of stuff does excite me because it's more it's more things they can tinker with and make weirder and crazier and, and more Tinaized. So I did like that part. But uh, in a nutshell, it basically goes into detail about the the different melee types of weapons you're going to be utilizing and then the fact that they get the hilt and the blade that do different things. They also talked about, as we just said, the weapons which are coming back and are being completely bonkerized by Tiny Tina herself. So you're going to find all sorts of cool combinations and things there. You're going to get all sorts of crazy crap, and you're going to always want to be farming, which I think we talked about in a previous episode where you're going to get that roll that's 75% great, but you didn't like the hill or you didn't like this one particular stat because you wanted this instead. So you'll always be able to farm and try to get that one extra thing you wanted for that particular weapon, and that's really cool. And then, of course, all these weapons are going to have the extra enchantments and stuff you're going to be able to put on them, so it's just an added element of just really cool stuff to play with, to mess around with. That's going to give the uh, the replayability and the grindiness of Borlands just that more gusto. More stuff to do, which is awesome. And of course, Matt, you know, when you want more stuff to do, hey, we just went ahead and had a whole other shindig where they did the Dev Diary 4, which you just talked about for a second, and the IGN First Character Creator article all about you creating your own character in 
Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and what that all entails. And that got me stoked, man. I mean, this is this is I'm I, I'm I'm getting kind of I'm getting too high. I think I'm getting a little too excited, and I don't want to be let down. Now, see, I was already excited because I read the IGN first character creator thing first, mm-hmm. and I went back and read the dev diary second, and I was even more excited because the thing that got me in the IGN first one was they specifically said you can toggle off the symmetry when you're creating your character, like you literally create them from the ground up body type, voice, what their face looks like, what, you know, sliders and all that stuff like we see in a million other games. But they said you can make it so they're not symmetrical. And if you're playing in this fantasy world, this fantasy realm, what's an orc without one big bulging eye? What's a goblin without one ear that's like kind of half mangled or half, half shriveled up? That's what you see in all this stuff. I can't wait. To, I mean, they specifically said in there, I made one giant ear on one side and a microscopic one on the other and a big giant bulbous eyeball. I don't know why that excited me so much, but just I love tinkering with sliders and making my guys look how I want them to look. So if you can choose to make them even funkier and even weirder and even funnier looking, that got me excited. And then in the dev diary... They said even more, you can go into slider overdrive. And most sliders have a limit, so it doesn't clip, you know, your face doesn't clip through the mask or your helmet or whatever. You can click slider overdrive and make the most ridiculous creation you could ever make. I can't wait. Just this this bulbous monstrosity of a thing in the super deformed overworld of just all this. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be ridiculous. It boggled my mind. It's something I've never even really considered over the years. How has this not come about before now? I've always played a ton of games where you can create your own character, but it's always been within regulation. You know, there's, like you said, there's little sliders or there's different templates, you know, numbers 1 through 37 that you can use. And they're all designed so that you don't interfere with the armor and the, uh, the outside world, whatever it is that the game has structured for you. Why has this never happened before where they're like, okay, here you can click this and this is a safe button. This is where you can build a character who will live within the rules and laws of what we've created and you can play it that way and just, you know, immerse yourself. Or you click this button in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and now you just, hey, do what you want. Go crazy. But also know that when you click this button... Some armors aren't going to look really great on you anymore because your freaking lips are going to be sticking out of them or whatever. But, to, like, as the dev diary even said, to some people that's hilarious. Some people love that kind of stuff and that ridiculousness. Why until now has that just not been a thing? Why has that not been allowed forever? I think it's just because when you're crafting a beautiful helmet or a beautiful character head, you don't want players to ruin your beautiful artwork. Maybe that's part of it, but that's true. I know I have done this in a couple other games. I feel like I feel like Dragon Age Two. You could exaggerate your proportions a lot. I did that when I played through the second time. But there's a couple games where I've done it, and I just make something completely disgusting, and it's just hilarious to run around with. And, you know, other characters are falling in love with you because you're so handsome, and you have like these squinty little beady eyes and this and enormous forehead, chin that goes yep. like all the way down your <laughs> chest. I love that kind of stuff. I think it's great, too. And, and hearing that uh, Tiny Teens Wonderlands is going to let you kind of go into that depth, and then the fact that they're letting you just, well, from the sounds of it, really go to town. You know, your eyes, your your forehead, your hair, your freaking ears, your chin, everything about you. 
And then, of course, the color of your skin, even pronouns, etc., all that crap, anything and everything you can change and customize to what you want has me really amped to just make that perfect cool mamajama looking character and then even the voices matt they've got like your gruff voice your gallant voice your weird voice and then there's the male female versions of it of all of them so it's crazy that's the thing i was most excited about because whenever you can just create an entirely new character making it whatever you want what do you generally get some generic voice of ah, i am the male voice i am the female Mm -hmm. voice or you know going back to borderlands 2 no voice. This will sound negative. I wouldn't have put it past him to just say, hey, they can do whatever they want with the character creator. All right, Tiny Tina's just going to do it, and the character playing the board game is the one that's going to talk. But now that they've given you personality types, essentially, that you can choose from for your character, and like you said, the different male for female versions of each, it makes me even more excited because obviously you'll be the strange one. I'll be like the cunning one, but I'll make my guy look so messed up and stupid that it'll be so weird to know that out of this like half melted, half shriveled face comes the ah. Oh, if if we go up here, well, do 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 do, it'll be perfect. I agree, and of course, you know, I ain't gonna spoil what kind of character I'm gonna create yet. But I'm hoping uh, with the body types, you can actually adjust everything there too, because they they of course went extensively talking about you know your features, facial features, the voices, etc. That you can go to. Um, but I didn't. Maybe I missed it, but I don't think they really talked about like body wise like if you're allowed to like reshape your legs arms chest type etc etc you know if you're allowed to go extensive into that or if it's going to kind of be more generic in that range and just it's mainly your your face yeah i know what you're thinking Eric. chest type oh, yeah. hey you well if, you know i mean there's you know certain things you gotta have huh? you don't judge me i mean i was thinking about that too they didn't specify from what i saw but i was thinking about that with the asymmetry hey I carry my hammer in my strong arm, and that one will be, you know, twice as buffed out. Mm-hmm. But you'd be like the dude from Lady in the Water who only exercises the one side of his body. And yes, exactly. Perfect. But I'm I'm wondering if they're going to stay away from that just for, as you jokingly mentioned, the obvious reasons of getting into problems. Because right here I think it says you can customize your height, facial features, hairstyle, makeup, and attire. Height... You know, yeah, so sure, I guess you could be like a half-lang dwarf, regular-sized person, super tall person, but it doesn't sound like you can adjust your arm size, you know, chest size, etc., or any of that. Maybe that'll be an, a slider overdrive option. That's possible. Since you can go up and down, maybe slider overdrive makes you go left and right with right. all these different yeah. things. So that one's not secured, but I'm going to get high hopes for it and hope that it is something you can do just so I can go completely bananas with the way I want to do this character Anyway, which way I want to go. And now just picturing all the ridiculous stuff. I'm going to have to have one character that's like put together well. That'll be my solo character that looks normal. And then when I play with you, I'll either be completely small with gigantic features like ears sticking out to here and like I said, a, a jawline that goes out to infinity or be super tall with the most shrunken little head you can think of. And the best part is you don't even have to stick with your decisions at the start of the game throughout the rest of the game. Because when you go to that character customization station, it's not just put on a new head and a new skin and there you go. You can go back in and do all this stuff over again, which gets me very excited because it's going to be silly to walk around with our lips sticking through our helmets. But when we get tired of it, oh man, that's I have seen Eric's big dumb lips 
for three nights in a row here, then you can jump on if you're feeling like it. Hey, now I just got big giant ears. Now I look normal. Hey, I went in while we're off and I made Velma Tree look like I actually wanted to be. Look how cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the next night, go whack again. Holidays come around. Guess what? <laughs> we're drinking beers on Borderlands night. We hit the character customization station. Hold up, dude. Hold up. Check this out. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Yep, drinking some beers, creating something crazy. And then on top of it all, earlier I was telling you about the legendary loot you're going to be able to find in this game. Guess what? Typical Borderlands, you're going to find different kinds of skins. So as one was mentioned, gem skins. You'll be able to find something that makes you look like you're just covered in gems. Your whole skin's made out of gems. And there's going to be a billion more of different heads, different this, different that. So you'll find those, Matt, and you're going to go, oh my god, it's the legendary one that turns you into alligator skin, man. So you're going to run back to the chain station, and you're going to all of a sudden be alligator man, and it's going to be great. Skins are going to mean what the word actually means. I forgot about that until you mentioned it, but that's so cool. I can't wait to see what kind of stuff they do with that, because we saw in Borderlands 3 some really cool animated skins, quote fingers, of just the outfits. Imagine if you have like oily skin and you're just like this translucent kind of, you can see like the bubbles and the stuff going inside you like you're a liquid man or something. You wouldn't really, but that's how it would look to all the other players. And then on top of that, something that we like doing sort of in Outriders, you can customize your banner too. So when you conquer that area on the overworld map, foom, you shunk down a banner, but that looks like your banner. That looks like my banner Mm -hmm. because you go in and you unlock pieces for that too. And then the other thing, the ultimate customization, the piece that I forgot about until right now as I'm talking about this, they were talking about as you as you do more heroic quests, you go back to that, you know, you kind of home-based town, they're building statues of you, mm-hmm. and they look like your character. And maybe if you're rolling as a team, there's a big statue of you, and there's a statue of your buddy, and your buddy's character is right there. So you can go in and see, we too... Because it'll only be the two of us because nobody else plays these games with us. We two are the heroes of this kingdom. That's what we look like. That's what we looked like when we hit this big milestone. And they made, you know, the the crummy little wood statue that we first started out with. And then they there's, here's what we looked like when they made the marble statue. And when we got the big one, when we were finally decked out and kitted out just how we wanted to be super badasses, there we are, giant statues in the center of town. How awesome is that? Super awesome. And then the banners, I don't know why. It's such a simple thing, man. But I love banners. Outriders did it. Diablo 3 did it. I just love it. I love customizing my banner, putting those stripes through there, putting the bones up in this corner, just doing, yeah, cut, just screwing with it and making it unique to me. So anytime we're playing a game or having fun and you see me stamping down my banner, and in this case, any dungeon that we've completed, anything we've done, my banner will be hanging over it. And you'll be like, yeah, there it is. Eric's been here. He's rocked this place out. He's smoked it. Don't, you know, don't try to be like him. He's too good. He's too good for you. That's awesome. I love it. And then I was even saying, like, anytime you, like, do a, an emote together or do a, a move and you're posing, it's going to boom. Your banner's going to be there and you're going to be posing and doing your whole thing with the banner. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. How many pictures we can take and just send up on Twitter and be stupid with. Mm-hmm. That's nothing but fun. And I'm so glad that they decided to throw it in there because they didn't have to. There's no I don't know, let's be honest, there's never really a giant purpose for banners and right. things like that, but they're just cool and, and fun and, and, and great time to, you know, make your own. And, and they're adding it in here, and I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. 
So what about you out there in podcast listener land? What have we talked about that's got you excited? Did we miss anything that also has you excited? Probably not. We hit all the big things that are so awesome and cool. You can hear how excited we are for this freaking game coming out just around the corner. Not super around the corner like Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West and King of Fighters 15, but just it's around the next corner. So it's around the corner, but it's the next corner. It's the next corner. It's for sure the next corner, but I'm excited for that corner, Matt. But until then, we we do also have so many other cool things to do. Oh, what a time to be alive. You know what I mean? This is all these things to play and do. I was animated. Watch. I mean, it's, it's insane. I'm just going to go to movies and plays. I'm not going to play video games anymore. So give me <laughs> your movie and play recommendations via the email, thirdshiftme@gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift, because until this game comes out, we're not going to play games anymore, and maybe we just won't play games anymore ever. That's just going to be Matt's, it. he's lying. He's lying. He, he doesn't like my joke. He, just, he doesn't appreciate the anime jokes anymore. He's very sad, but he's lying. We're going to be playing video games. We're going to have a great time, and we are over on that Facebook hanging out if you want to check us out. Over there, say hi. I peek in there, I take a look, see, I see what's going on. Woo! But also, I take a little look, see over on the old Patreon too. If you want to help us out, throw a tip our way one, two, three bucks, any kind of bucks. It's all very helpful. We treat it like a tip jar, as I just told you. Anything and everything is super cool, super helpful, keeps the lights on, pays the bills. The, you know, Podbean ain't free, as they say. You know what I mean? It just ain't free. It's just the way it works. Buying this equipment, one free. All the awesome contributions you've done in the past, that's helped us make this all happen. Sure, we do it you know, regardless because we love doing it. We have fun doing it. But you all make it super sweet, super awesome, and easy to do. And I and Matt, I'm sure, appreciates it very, very much. Absolutely, we do. And I, of course, appreciate you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 24th of February, which is it's the day before Elden Ring, dude. It's Elden Ring Day. Mm, I know, right? It's Elden Ring Day. Game of the year, as some people say, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> But you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like rating of you, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it, just like we appreciate those five-star reviews. You can give us some on Spotify or iTunes now. Get over there. Come on, folks. I need to see those Spotify five-star reviews. I did it, and I'm an idiot. So if I can do it... I promise you, you can do it, okay? You can do it, and I need you to because it's going to help us out, get us up in those metrics, and we're going to be so cool, so awesome, and it's going to be beyond belief. And, of course, while you're doing that, we're not going to talk about this week because it's the end of the episode, Matt, but we even mentioned Cyberpunk just released their 1.5 freaking patch. I know! So we can play Cyberpunk on the freaking PS5 now. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. With all the updated graphics, added some added maps or dungeons, uh, not dungeons, but added stuff. I'm like, oh, what added stuff? What? There's a couple added quests? There's a more extensive map? What is happening? There's more I stuff to know. find inside of Night City. Yes. Hey, you can progress with your girlfriends even more. Like, you get even additional more. texts yes. and dialogues and phone calls. I can't wait oh. to go back to Judy's apartment and buy other apartments all throughout the city. You can't yes, just do it. Exactly. Oh, my God, it's so cool. Yep. I uh, I'm just like beside myself. I just wanna wanna play that. I gotta play for Ben West. We got Ellen Ring next week. We got we got freaking Tiny Teens Wonderlands coming around the corner. Oh my god, we got Triangle Strategy. <laughs> Advanced Wars one and two reboot camp. Oh my god, no. <laughs> you just can't do it. Metal Slug Tactics eventually. <laughs> oh Tactics eventually is just, oh, there's too much Chrono Cross. Oh my god. Final Fantasy Six Pixel Remaster hits in a couple months. Oh, oh my god. Strangers of Paradise. Oh, 
All right, we got to cut it. We got to cut it before we get too sad. So before you all get too sad and before we all get too sad, there's nothing else to say but don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.